Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's hour number two already. It's five o'clock here in the Bayou City. Let's head up to Lake Houston. Let's check in with Mr. John Littleton this morning, see how he's doing. John, good morning. How are you, man? Hey, good morning, Captain. I'm doing pretty good, and yourself? Couldn't be better. There we go. Well, I could, but I'm not even going to talk about it. (laughs) Oh, I know. You know, it it doesn't do any good to complain anymore. No. It's not going to help it. (laughs) No, it doesn't. You know, you just live with it, get up, and we deal with our aches and pains and and just keep on going, you know. Yes. But, uh, at least I try to, you know. Uh, can't let it get you down. Nope. Nope. We can't Got to roll. Got to just keep on going. Yep. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, we can harp on this forever, but it is hot. I mean, you know. Everything I touch in my boat is hot. Oh, no. I, I get, it, you know, it is just unreal. Unreal. Yeah. You know, people but, are, uh, uh, they're, you'd think they'd get numb to it, but uh, they're they're just burnt out. They've had enough. Everybody's wanting to change in weather. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No and doubt. we're seeing it in, in uh, turnouts you know, for tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I did, you know, it's getting a little bit later in the year. And, you know, some of the guys that, you know, don't say don't have a chance to make the championships or, or whatever, but, um, you know, they're just not showing up. And, and I know a lot right. of it is to do with the weather. Uh, you know, it's, we had a tournament, uh, last Saturday, and uh, we only had, like, 13 boats show up. You know, normally we'd have 20-plus. So, uh, you know, and then even then, we had a couple people that got overheated, uh, you know, during that tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, that's not good. No, that's scary, that's man. Not good. Yeah, yeah. I know my partner and I, we, uh, we got out of the boat and got, you know, out in the lake, we under 1960 bridge and people would go by and look at us like, Hey, you know, but we're, we just jump off in the water and cool off. You'd be amazed how much that helps. You well, know, you get wet get and go right around and let that uh, cooler wind hit you with their wet clothes on and it'll, it'll uh, cool you down. Oh yeah. 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 But it, uh, it definitely works, you know, uh, you know, to get out and cool off a little bit like that. But, um, you know, it, it, i tell you, though, Mickey, it gets a little harder to get back in that boat, you know, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> hey, 
I got a ladder on mine, and uh, when when I wade fish, I used to park it out deep. Now I take it in there shallow and put it in knee deep to waist deep water where I can hop in easier. Yeah, I know. That's what my partner used to chest deep water. I could get up in it no problem. Now it's uh, a little more difficult. Yeah, I my partner he just jumps out. You know, no big deal. You know, and then but me, I whenever we. <laughs> I, whenever I jump in, I don't jump in. I just slide over the edge in about three foot of water. There you go. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I got a ladder on the back of mine, and I just, you know, climb up in there, and it's a struggle. But you know, oh well, it, it's worth <laughs> it. But uh, fishing's still pretty good, Mickey. I mean, you know, even last week uh, with only that few boats, winning stringer was seventeen pounds. You know, had, ain't nothing wrong with that. No, I had two over five. That, you know, that's that, good. I mean, it's just the fish are still biting. But I'm I'm telling you, you have got to slow down so much. Mm-hmm. It is unreal. You know, uh, I call them backlash fish, you know. I mean, dead stickers. You want a backlash, we call that dead sticking. <laughs> yeah, dead sticking. There yep. you go. You know, you got to you got to throw it out there and just let it sit. I mean, it, it's it's a grind. What are you, you mostly know? throwing? I'm just throwing little creature baits and a jig. Right. You know, just uh, anything dark colored, and it and the water is beautiful. I mean, you know, just it's the best that we've seen it in a long, long time. Oh, I bet there hadn't been any water best. flowing through that lake, man. No. No, uh, and uh, you know the water's in really good shape. It's it's hot though. It's up to we had ninety two degree water temp last week. I believe week, it. So it's it's hot, but uh, you know you just you know we still do our normal thing. You know we we try to throw you know a little crankbait or spinnerbait or something like that. Run the banks, you know, hit some boat docks, hit some rocks, and it just you know it just it's not producing for us. Now, some people, you know, they're saying, oh, yeah, we're still catching them. We're not. We're having to just, like you say, dead stick something, you know, around some our normal laydowns or boat docks or uh, stuff like that. Just throw it out there and, you know, let it sit. Pretend you got a backlash, you know. Yeah. Just go ahead and throw it out there and pull you off four or five pulls and sit there and, Barely move it. When you think about moving it, don't move it, you know, and then move it. it. It's just, but that's how they want it. And we're not feeling, you know, bass, you feel that thump, thump, you know, but uh-huh. we're not feeling that. You just pick up your <clears throat> pick up your line, and it's a little heavy. Right. So, uh, you know, but it, uh, you know, it, it's working. It's just. It's slow, but, but it's, you know, it's, it's better on your arms and your everything though than it is throwing that crankbait or spinnerbait all day, you know, and burning it back. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, we pulled up on one spot that it's an offshore spot that we fish and, Man, it was loaded with white bass. It was it was fun, but 
I don't know how we caught 20, 25 in about 15 minutes. And Goodness. They were big, you know, like two-pounders. They are big this time of year, them. you know. Uh, I was I kind of follow this guy up on Lake Livingston, and uh, he's catching some – he's still he's still catching them up really good. Nice ones, too, big ones. Right. It's just well, hot. You know, we, <laughs> it's just hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we pull up there. And, uh, you know, first cast, my partner catches one. And uh, we thought, okay, you know, that's fine, you know. And then, you know, we're doubling up. And, and uh, you know, I, I go, man, there's got to be a black bass in here somewhere. All them shad are there for a reason. I mean, all True. the white bass are there because all the shad's there. Right. I mean, just big old bait balls. But... If there was one down there, we couldn't get it to bite, you know. Yeah. So um, we even got off the crankbait through, you know, Carolina rig and Texas rig down there and trying to get them, you know, to uh, trying to get a black bass to bite nothing. But uh, but it's all good, you know. It was fun, you know. Stretch your line, get a little tug, you know, that's good. So, but... Um, no, we, you know, we're just getting seasons kind of winding down a little bit. We got, I think I only have about five more tournaments left this year, and then we'll be trying to get out in the woods and go get some feeders going and shoot something. You well, know? that's true. That's right around the corner. It's going to be here before you know it. You know, dove season's yeah. right here on us, and then teal yeah. season, early teal, and yeah, here we go. Yeah, I know. I got to go get my hunting and fishing license today. You know, I just, you know, I hadn't done it yet. But, uh, you know, we got till the end of the month. But, you know, I'm old. I'm old school. I try to get that stuff early. You know? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just so order I mine online. You know, like my Super Combo, I order that online. Now, for your guide license, you got to go to a TPNW office. I wish you could order that online, oh, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know. Used to when I got it and had a guide license, I had to go and go in and go get mine. Got to go but, in person, uh, stand in line. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, it's all good. The lake's in really good shape, Mickey. I mean, you know, we're still seeing a lot of a lot of pleasure boaters. You know, we, you know, it'll slow down here a little bit now that schools kick back off and. People got their kiddos, you know, back in school, but, uh, you know, everything has been pretty good. We're just, you know, like I said, we're just out there hanging out, trying to trying to wait for the championships, want us a little money so we can play the game again a little bit later, you know. Right. So, yeah, we, uh, it, it's all been, you know, like I said, pretty good. So we'll just have some fun and. Go catch us up a few, and not try not to catch too many until the uh, championships. Because right. you know, with fishing tournaments, that's where usually the money is, as at the end of the year. You know, when mm-hmm. you have those bigger championships. So, but uh, but no, everything's been pretty good. We're, uh, you know, you were talking with Tommy about line. I I use fishing. I use P line for years and years. And I switched to that sniper and uh, my sunline, and it's, 
I, I mean, I've been having really, really good results, you know, with that. But is that, are you using that own. mono or braid or what? Mono, yeah. Mono, but yeah. But it's fluorocarbon. I mean, it's fluorocarbon. Right. You know, it's Sunline uh, Sniper fluorocarbon. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you, I've, I've found, I used to use 17 to 20-pound test, and I, I bumped down to 14 with this line, and I'm not breaking fish off. I hang up. I'll pull the boat to it. Right. You know, so, but now a lot of that, you know, depends on, you know, your knot and, and a lot of other stuff, you know. Right. I, uh. I watch a lot of that major league fishing and stuff, and and uh, you see those guys flip four and five pounders in the boat, and they sit there and wrap that line around your hand, and mm-hmm. five pounders jumping on the end of your line, and it don't break. Most all those guys are throwing that uh, sniper, right? So it's a it's it's a good line, but you know everybody has their own, so you know that they use so. That's true. But, uh, I mean, there's just so many products these days. I mean, it is. And there's some good stuff out there. You there know, is. I was talking to I was talking to a group of people oh, a couple weeks ago and we were talking about kids, you know, cuz you know I love kid fishing and helping kids and mm-hmm. you know, he was saying one of the guys was saying, "Yeah, he went and bought his his daughter a little Mickey Mouse rod and reel and you know, <laughs> and all this and and I, I was I was trying not to discourage him. You know, I want him to take him out fishing, but man, just just buy her a, a good little Zipco reel and about a four or five foot zip, you know, rod. Right. You know, something. I mean, you don't want a kid to hook a, a pretty decent little fish, and then you know you end up breaking the line or breaking it off, and you know you just can't get it in the boat. You know, try to. Try to get them something that's, you know, that you can get a good fish in, you know, if you hook them. Yeah, that they can um, still manage and throw and then be able to catch a better fish with it and not have to worry. You right. Know. Right. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, you just, you want them to have a good time and you want them to catch fish, but you definitely don't want one to, you know, when you do hook up, they break you off and, you know, and not, or, you know, you can't get them in the boat or something like that. So, right. I'm sure y'all run into this with younger kids out in the boat, saltwater fishing. Yeah. Too. So pretty much, you know, but yeah. But, All right, uh, John. Well, Hey, it was good talking to you this morning. Somebody wants to give you sure, a call, man. pick your brain, how they get a hold of you, buddy. Yeah. What little brains left. It's not fried. <laughs> they can call me. Two, eight, one, two, two, two. Eight five four four. Just give me a call. All right, John. Have a good weekend. Good talking to you, my friend. All right, you too, Captain. See you, bud. All right, later. All right, that's John Littleton up on Lake Houston. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Um, Sports Radio six ten presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio six ten Outdoor Show. All right. 519 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Texas City now and check in with our good friend, Mr. Dave Fremont. I'll just call him Texas City Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning. How are you, bud? Good morning, Captain Mickey. I'm I'm doing A-OK. Well, that's good to hear. 
<clears throat> something's going on. Out, uh, I think there might either be a tournament or two in, nearby or something's happening. There sure is a lot of a lot of boats going out this morning. Uh, really? Yeah, the parking lot. Uh, at, even at about four thirty this morning, when I passed by on my way out to the end of the dike. Uh, Boyd's parking lot looked like a boat ramp on a busy Saturday. It was, uh, and still is. Uh, I'm glad we've got uh, plenty of croaker and live shrimp, and I think that's about it on the live stuff, but that's pretty much what folks are asking for right now, so looks like right. in pretty good shape. But but uh, the conditions aren't too bad either, Mickey. You know, it's, uh, it's only 85 degrees out here right now. Oh, man. That's sweet. Only 85. There's not even daylight yet. We had a a pretty good morning uh, yesterday morning as well in terms of the the weather changing a little bit and the humidity being down a bit. Looking forward to it. It's only going to get better in between the the ups and the downs, but this show has been uh, blistering hot. I know Houston's been busting records pretty much every day or so, huh? I have. Over the century mark every day. One of these days we'll be, uh, if we live long enough, we'll catch up to some of these temperatures. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know about that. (laughs) But uh, if if it'll ever rain again, I'm just going to go out in a lawn chair and just sit in it and let it rain on me. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, just take the shirt off and sit out there and let it rain on us. Uh well, hopefully next week we if it, if they're they got any kind of backbone to what they're saying it might happen, uh well maybe we'll get a little bit of weather change and <clears throat> get a little bit of rain. Well we'll have something to talk about then. We'll uh, we'll be all over that uh those rainy days we haven't had any in so long i actually got a little shower in lake city the other day mickey i mean did you almost a a measurable one and uh my people right down the street were complaining saying they didn't get a drop so it must have been one of them little small isolated cells but actually got enough to water the grass just a little bit but it didn't it just pretty much all turned to steam but it was sure better than nothing (laughs) it's better than nothing (laughs) better than nothing been pretty pretty quiet on the fishing front as it has been pretty much this whole month month and a half with with these cold and the temperatures but made my little run out to the end of the dike a little while ago and uh pretty much the same thing got some diehards uh some of the rock hoppers out there uh, fishing a little bit and one guy had his uh lights are going and he must have got hot because he's he's waiting out there right Right in front of his lights, uh, right off the granite rocks. You don't see that too often, but he's waiting out there, and uh, he better keep his eye out on some of them ships that might Ship come wakes, by. Yeah, they'll roll him down those rocks. He won't <laughs> like that result. Boy, those rocks don't give. Yeah. You know, but, we uh, used to do that years ago. We'd wait out. Right when you first get in the water, there's a lot of little granite rocks, you know, that you can be real careful and wade through them. They're out about 10 feet, and then you step onto the sand after that. But mm-hmm. you got to watch out for those ship wakes, boy. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Yeah, years and years ago, the, when the dike didn't go uh, quite out as far as it does now, it just it just went out there and just, that was it, just a straight 
that was the end of it. And there was some pretty, some pretty tough rocks. Uh, but I remember my dad and uncle and even my, my older brother were, we'd all go out as far as we could drive as far as we could, then get out and then walk and, um, uh, and then get out to that little end spot. And they would, they would wade out from there. I didn't, I was too, too little, but I'd sit, uh, sit on the rocks there and fish off the rocks while they waded out and, just that little bit of seemed like that little bit of extra distance uh they would get out there about chest deep and catch some fish and along that edge down there and back then there wasn't near as much uh uh, tanker activity going on so it wasn't near as near as dangerous other than just slipping on the rocks but that was back during the day when there was really good seasons of different fish and get out there and really get on them big croaker runs and catch a lot of them big old golden now, you croakers. remember when we were young on the tech city dike you know going out on the uh, eagle point side the north side of the dike remember they had them big old clay mound bluffs you could drive your car up on top of and you could see way out across the water you know and, and look for bait and slicks from there my dad used to do that and then we'd pull down a little ways and then wade out yeah were they were they some just some uh, spoil humps, or were yeah, they was, natural? It was a, yeah, it was spoil. Yeah, you know that after you get off the road on the dike, you know they'd be on that uh, north side, right? And, uh, you'd just kind of drive uphill on top of them, and uh, yeah. they were just they were that old ugly red clay looking stuff, you know, that come out right dredge material. I I do I do remember some of those some of those big spoils. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember us us drive, driving up on them and such, and they would they would only last as long as uh, there wouldn't be a storm if a, any storm of any magnitude right. coming they in. Right, they all eroded away with storms and stuff. But I'm really uh, surprised that Mosquito Island has hung on as long as it did. You know, it pretty much formed at the time when they were doing all of the the digging and the uh, mm-hmm. to build to build Skyline Drive, and and that's that's why the big deep holes were around there. They would they dug out on both sides, the land side and also on the base side, and right. could dredge up enough material. And and that Mosquito Island part just kind of hung on. There was a, a lot the, a lot of shell got dumped there, and there was some shell there from before, and everything just kind of got stuck. And so Mosquito Island's hung, and it's still there. Sometimes it amazes me when we get some of those those hard storms that. Uh, it don't kind of wash that away, but it's it's built up enough over the years now. I guess it's there to stay pretty much. But uh, not a whole lot of to report on the fishing front. You know, if I don't if I don't hear any reports or if I don't see anything going on, sometimes I figure I'm just missing it. So my our cleaning table is a good fishing gauge for me. Yes. I can tell by how many by how many inches of scales are on it as to how good the fishing is, mm-hmm. and I can just about tell you what they're catching by not only the scale size but the the gut bucket <laughs> right i can tell you look in the gut bucket and see what's going on but uh it hadn't been too much the scale of uh, the cleaning table's been pretty clean and not too many right. not too many varieties or very much of scales but that'll that'll switch around here in a little bit there'll be bull reds being caught and every now and then somebody will tag one and bring it in and they'll sling scales all over the place it looks like a a guitar pick convention, uh, just, <laughs> just scales all over the place, but, uh, it's coming. And, uh, bull reds will, will start showing up here in short order. I can't believe we're already 
working into the towards the third week of August. So I know it. we get we get through with August. We'll be in we'll be in pretty good shape. And I'll be Got downhill a, from there. Yeah, I hope so. And uh, as far as, like I mentioned a while ago, for the folks that want to pick up some live bait, we've got it. We've got some live shrimp. And, and I saw a lot of good-looking croakers, some of them pretty good size. I almost thought about filleting a couple of them babies. They're not that big, but pretty nice size, pretty nice size croaker. Right. And um, yeah, a whole bunch of dead stuff and uh, just about anything imaginable on the artificial front. Uh, I noticed that uh, Boyd's has got a pretty good sale going on, a bunch of assorted tackle and stuff, got what they call a blue tag sale. I think uh, pretty much all the stuff that's marked uh, with a blue tag is 25% off, which ain't too bad. We'll give we'll give old, uh, Academy a run for their money on some of that stuff, but there's some uh, some pretty neat gear. I think I posted a picture of that and maybe even a list of, of a whole bunch of stuff that that they've got on sale right now hanging on the wall on the Boys One Stop Facebook page. And uh, and so I always try to put something in the mix when it's hot and slow. We've got to do something. And then uh, right. we've still got uh, still got a lot of those big 9, 12, and uh, yeah, 16, Yeah, I was going to ask 20. you about your table shrimp and everything. Yeah. Still got, still got it going on, Captain Mickey. Still got the shrimp going on. And uh, I walked right by there again a while ago and didn't look as if we had blue crabs, but I wouldn't be surprised if we that we probably do have a bin or two of uh, some of those blue crabs for folks that may want to pick them up either for eating or or fishing. Right. It's a little early, a little early yet for um, a lot of the folks that like to use crab for for fishing right now with the water being so hot. You'll throw a half a crab out there, and then piggies will have that thing picked out they'll before pick they it clean. You'll reel it in. There's nothing but shell left. There ain't a piece they'll, of meat left in there. <laughs> they'll they'll suck the taste right out of that crab I shell. I promise before, you, they will. <laughs> before it even before it even hits the bottom, but uh, as that water starts cooling down and. Uh, and a lot of those uh, bait fish kind of move out into wherever they move into. Uh, things will get a little bit better for as far as for uh, chunking crab. As expensive as those things are, it's, uh, it's something you don't want to feed to the piggies and the croakers and all that stuff if you can get away from it. But uh, that's pretty much what's going on at the Texas City Dyke this morning, Captain. All right, Dave. Well, hey. Throw them out a number and, and address and everything for Boyd's One Stop. Somebody wants to get down there. We're still 409-945-4001, uh, Mickey, in uh, 227 Dyke Road. And come on by, and if you uh, come by and cool off, get a soda Coke at, uh, at the grill and maybe a, a shrimp poor boy or something like that, they're always running a little something special as well. I think they got some kind of... Uh, Poor boy sandwich uh, on sale this week. Uh, give them a check. Check them out at uh, Boyd's uh, Cajun Grill on Facebook as well. See if there's something going on there. Mickey, always a, a pleasure to hook up with you on Friday morning. Thanks for letting me Same stop. Same for by. me, brother. You got it, Dave. Always, always enjoy talking to you. And you have a good weekend. Stay cool if that's Thank possible. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Dave. See you, bud. All right, that's Dave Fremont down at Boyd's One Stop. At the Texas City Dyke. All right. It's 531 here in the Bayou City. Time for another break. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 536 here in the Bayou City. Final segment. No better way to wrap it up than with Captain Steve Hillman. Steve, good morning. How's it going, buddy? Going good. How are you this morning? I'm I'm Cadillacking. There you go. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to. to get, I'm trying to get psyched up to go today, man. I'm kind of getting <laughs> pumped up, getting worked up a little bit about it. There you go, getting antsy. Oh, yeah. At least I think it's a little bit calm, isn't it? Yeah, it's What's not too bad. This morning? It's, uh, I'm sure it's some kind of west, I'm sure. Yeah, it's. Um, let me give it another shot here. It's come down a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's still blowing offshore, but in the bay, Eagle Point showing a southwest at six to seven. Morgan's Point exactly the same. So okay, so you the coast, that. it's a little breezier. Yeah. yeah, it's probably ten or twelve. Then when it's coming out of the west at Eagle Point, it's that weather state. Yeah, that monitor strong. doesn't gauge a west wind too good at all. We have good, yeah, because it's coming over the land. If it's east, it's pretty accurate. Any kind of yes. easterly wind, but, but yes. anyway, well. It's supposed to be south 5 to 10. I'm sure what's going to happen, I hope what happens, is it, it kind of dies down late morning, and it gets calm for a couple hours, and then it'll flip around to the south, due south, mm-hmm. maybe even a little scotia east in it. Uh, the only day I fished this week was Tuesday, and that's what it did Tuesday. It, it right. blew a little bit early, and uh, actually had a little bit of north in it. It was like west-northwest that morning. Right. And um, That's what it was it up was at puffing. my house. Yeah, and uh, felt nice. Uh, didn't feel as good as that northeast. We had, what, Wednesday morning, Wednesday. I guess? Yeah, I Wednesday there. was the day that felt so good. Oh, man, it felt good. I didn't fish Wednesday. I had a dentist appointment. But uh, this guy almost pulled out in front of me. Gosh dang it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he was They he do was that when you're to. pulling a boat. People don't realize that we can't stop these boats on a dime. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Now but, that uh, how 18-wheeler truck drivers feel. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you got to always be on the defense when you're driving these days. Oh, yeah. Hell, even on the, on the water, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, yeah, Tuesday's the only day I fished. I had a cancellation Monday, and it's kind of been that. That's been the story for me all week. I've had a couple of cancellations, a dentist appointment, only fished one day. Then, of course, I'm fishing today. But uh, Tuesday had a... Uh, uh, Frank Mastretta, he's been fishing me a long time, and his daddy, uh, uh, Deacon Steve, and then uh, mm-hmm. and then Frank's little boy Asher, and uh, and we were kind of pinned to a couple areas because that that west northwest wind to start the morning. Uh, matter of fact, a spot, and it was a spot. It was a spot that I haven't fished in a long time, but it was either go do something or go ride around in the wind and not fish. So I. I said, well, let's just stop here. There's probably a few mm-hmm. pencils, maybe an oversized red or two. And, and uh, shoot, man, like first drift, Asher, the little boy, he's 10 years old. He catches a trout. It's almost four pounds. Dang. I'm like, where did, where did this come from? <laughs> and I didn't – I thought he was hung up. I thought he was hung up. And uh, Frank had him throwing a little uh, – yeah, he had on some kind of maybe a Waterloo salinity, but – uh, but a, a, some kind of closed face wheel. Uh, he got them online. They're like sixty bucks. They're all, I guess they're aluminum or something. They're pretty yeah. durable little closed face. And right. uh, anyway, and and he's just casting and kind of dragging his worm around in his rod pins. And I'm thinking he's hung up. 
and then it starts moving and it never came up it never really fought and it kind of it stayed down like a drum or something right and i said man you're hung up and and frank frank's like no he's not hung up he's got a fish and i said yeah maybe he does and I, I went up there and and uh that fish comes to the surface i'm like oh my god that's a trout that's a good <laughs> trout <laughs> and he actually caught like two of our biggest fish but we only caught a handful of fish early um and then uh well a lot of little ones that's yeah kind of the common theme what for the last two months uh but as far as legal Three fish, years. i think we, <laughs> yeah but but especially man especially since like the second week in june second week of june through now it's is the the time period we've all kind of been crying about and justifiably so it's just been it's been brutal you know uh with south or blah 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 a lot of a lot of cards stacked against us but at any rate i think we caught four legal fish doing all that stupid stuff early and then uh and probably i don't know 15 throwbacks or so some sandies mixed in and it got calm it got semi-calm it didn't never really got calm but it got manageable uh to where i could go out in the middle around the channel and uh out in that deeper water and and i was throwing a rattle trap i caught one about two pounds and caught another one rattle trap we ended up catching i think we caught three or four legal trout out there and more little ones but yeah. we didn't even catch a lot of little ones out there though but it wasn't that great of a day it just it was a grind and we came in around around one o'clock you know right but, uh good grief there must be some kind of tournament going on oh my goodness that's gracious. what dave said he said it's just crowded as it could be at boyd's everybody getting bait this morning yeah there's something going on there's some trucks here that aren't normally here bunch of people parking when they're not supposed to be parking too this ought to be fun got the oh, ramp block but uh anyway but that's the only day i fished now they were slicking uh we caught fish in three different areas and uh again i'm, I'm including the little ones in there we probably caught 30 fish total okay but yeah. only seven or eight legal fish but uh but everywhere we went there were good slicks and they were trout slicks but we had we lost some fish. We lost five or six legal fish, and we had a hard time getting them to eat. Um, but we what I've had to go back to now the last couple of weeks, uh, just throwing more uh, smaller baits like the little sea shad, the little bitty, you know, the uh-huh. the paddle tails. Yeah, the little small the, paddle tails, right? Yeah, because for for months we were catching most of our fish on rat tails, especially mm-hmm. when we're wade fishing. But uh, but that's changed for me at least, and it just seems to be back to more of that flat line and stuff where you just cast and letting it sink down and just slow rolling it in. And uh-huh. and these and these fish, you know, I, I say about half of my customers the last last three weeks have, have kept their fish, and so I'm cleaning some of them. And every one of my clean the shad in their bellies are. Uh, or digested they're not that day's meal they're from Just the night mush. before I, yeah gray mush. yeah yeah and i talked to a buddy of mine one of my customers over in west bay and and uh he's been doing a little night wading over there and he doesn't keep any fish but uh he's been doing pretty good wading at night and uh i man look we all know we don't have the fish we used to have it we, we beat that horse i mean that horse is dead we're beating the crap out of it we know <laughs> the deal with that but uh but we don't have as many fish we used to have, but I do truly believe that 
uh, the ones we do have a lot of them are feeding at night. They really are. Just from the slicks we saw Tuesday morning coming out, they were puking. Those fish were regurgitating, but they weren't really in a feeding mode. You know, you got, right. I mean, we got what, basically three kinds of trout slicks that we look for. We look, you got the, the best slicks, as you and I or all of us that fish know, the, the easiest ones are those good hard-edged, small, well-defined slicks that have a good smell to them, that really thick sheen. Those are the, the regurgitation slicks. Those are the throw-up slicks. And then you got the feeding, in my opinion, what I call feeding slick, where they're not as good hard-edged slicks, but there's more of them, like, like a breadcrumb trail. You'll see like five or ten slicks all pop, 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 all popping up at the same time, you know, feeding slicks. And then you got the poop slicks that are kind of bled out, that are kind of faded. Yeah. And, uh, but these are all throw-up slicks. All the slicks we saw uh, Tuesday, are uh, they were 100% throw-up slicks. Now, that being said, back in the day, and it wasn't too many years ago, when, when we saw slicks like that, we didn't care what kind of, we didn't care if they were throw-up, poop, eating slicks, whatever. We caught fish out of them. You know, yeah, a bunch <laughs> you pull of up, and, of and, yeah, and you go to work on them. So, you know, maybe I keep coming up with different uh, excuses for why it sucks, but I don't know. It's just uh, we did see a lot of a lot of good signs on Tuesday, at least, you know, and uh, and some co- some cooler temperatures will will help. But we're I think we're a ways away from that. I mean, we're our water temperature hit ninety one again Tuesday on the way in. I think we came yeah. in around one o'clock and. Man, that's just when you're fishing in bath water and uh, all these other variables we talk about, you know. It's, uh, yeah, but we used to catch them in this when we had a lot of them. We used to, it didn't matter. If the water was chocolate milk, we still caught them. No, I know. No, we, you and I were talking about that. The hey, other how day. many calls do you get a week of people you hadn't talked to in months and they'll call up and say, hey, Captain, man, what's wrong with our fishery? How many of those do you get a week? I, I get two or three every week. Somebody, I said, man, uh, you got about two hours to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I get more than I've ever gotten, quite I honestly. And, and like I said, I I had a dentist appointment on uh, Wednesday morning, so I'm sitting in the waiting area, and I never hardly get on Facebook anymore, and and I'm on there just kind of perusing around, and and I saw comments from some of the guides and even some of the live bait guides that I never thought I'd hear comments like that come out of their mouth. Like, man, it's been toughest I've ever seen it and things like that. I think, you know, the writing's on the wall and it's just, as a matter of fact, I just wrote an article for Everett's magazine. I turned it in, you know, we got to turn those things in like a month and a half in advance, turned it in, I guess about two, three weeks ago. And that's the name of my article is the writings on the wall. And I touch on a lot of this stuff, a a lot of the, the changes that have taken place and, and uh, what we see basically are the anecdotal evidence, not science necessarily, not gillnet, uh, gillnet catch rate studies or krill surveys or things like that, which we need those things too. I get it. You know, TPNW does a decent job of doing all that stuff. But what we see 180 to 220 days a year on the water, what we see with our own eyes covering the entire 600-square-mile complex day in, day out, year after year, that to me is what really matters. That's what counts. And, uh, and I touch on a lot of that stuff in there. And some of the things I say in that article, probably going to ruffle a few feathers. Maybe I really don't care, but no. it's just me being honest. But, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things that have changed and there's some things that, that I believe need to change moving forward. 
which you're right, it is. It's a two-hour discussion. But yeah, I get uh, I get more calls like that than than I ever have, and and um, you know, it's just I know we're in a funk. I remember we hit this here about six or seven years ago. We had a similar pattern of this this kind of drought conditions and just persistent southwest wind every day and and uh, you're going to get that but we had more areas we could catch them on that on that kind of wind back then and these days we just don't you know it's i mean we can blame the wind and the conditions all we want but there's again this is a dead horse but there's five or six areas i used to go on a southwest wind and do just fine do really good actually yeah but uh you know a lot of it starts with habitat and uh and then once you have when you have issues with habitat and lack of fish increase the number of guides a lot of predation you know you've got dolphins we've got a lot of dolphins they're all chasing the same damn fish we're chasing sharks we've got a lot of different everybody's going after the same fish yeah. And so now everything we do at this point gets put under the microscope as it should, as it Look should. The amount of bull reds too, man. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. That's, that's a, that's a big time predator of the resource. Oh yeah. Once they get oh, man. up in that 36, yeah. 42 inch range, they'll eat anything that swims by them. Oh yeah. Well, it's like a couple months ago, me and, uh, me and Travis and, and Justin and Taylor were waiting over there in East Bay and we're catching some decent trout. Then we started catching smaller trout. And uh, that's my customer calling. She's never fished with me before. It's probably freaking out because I haven't called her. But, but uh, we start catching smaller trout. And, uh, and then all of a sudden the bull reds move in and they start eating the trout while we're fighting them. Right. You know, and then, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. See but, that a lot uh, these days. Yeah, it, we do. But there's, everything's chasing the trout, it seems like. So yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is. I know this fall it'll get better. We always get a little shot in the arm. These fish will tighten up with each front, and those white shrimp start migrating. You know, but uh, mm-hmm. but that's a little bit of a fallacy, really. You know, we'll get that warm and fuzzy feeling that fishing's good again. And in all reality, it's taking what fish we have in the system and bunching them up because of the cold fronts. Right. We're not going to get a shot of extra fish in here. It's just taking the ones we have. And they'll start. They'll have a reason to really tighten up again. Boy, that tide and, uh, runner, it, that tide runner run didn't last was, long this year. It was it was short. Look, hey, Pretty y'all short can go ahead, sweet. man. You can go on around me if you're ready. But no, there's nobody up there. Just go on. Uh huh. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, we didn't get the shot that we normally get, and it didn't. You're right. It didn't last long at all. No, it sure didn't. And they were smaller this year too. Yeah, I mean, you know, May was really good in the first week in June. End of April, all the way through May, and then early June, that was a good five- or six-week stretch. Everybody in the complex caught caught a lot of trout and a lot of two- to three-pounder. Nothing big, just a lot of solid fish, me included. And what it was, it was the perfect storm, man. We had the tide runners coming in in May. We had a resident population. It got calm. Everybody could get to them, mm. you know. It was... uh Everything everything got right for everybody there for about a, a four, five, six-week stretch. And then about June 5th or 6th, we started getting those doldrum. We hit those doldrum days, southwest wind, and 
and and hot water, hot reality. weather, hot water. <laughs> reality <Exactly>. hit. <laughs> I guess, man. But we'll trudge our way through it. It'll be all right. All right. It'll be well, all right. I'll let you get to it, man. Get your people all lined out and everything. Good luck today. Hope you catch some nice fish. But if somebody wants to call you, Steve, about going fishing with you, give them a number, buddy. Yes, sir. 409-256-7937. All right, Hillman. Have a good one. All right, Mickey. Thanks a lot, man. Later. See you, buddy. All right. All right. That's Captain Steve Hillman down in G-Town. And that's, uh, that should wrap it up here. Uh, we'll be back in the morning bright and early at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.